Good morning. Welcome to Three Minutes on Markets and Money. I'm your host, Lance Roberts. For Major Market Thursday, we're going to go through all the major markets here, looking at where they are in relation to their buy-sell signals. And more importantly, as we get into the crux of earnings season, what this may mean for markets here over the course of the next couple of weeks. Uh, starting with the S&P 500, again, we're back to a fairly large extension above the 50-day moving average. Typically, these don't last a long time. We typically get these extensions and we eventually get corrections back to the 50-day moving average on a regular basis. Now, we've not had a retest of the 200-day moving average for an exceptionally long time. So that becomes an even bigger possibility here at some point, but that would be a fairly large correction at this point. Don't expect that just yet, but that will probably come later on this year as we get into a three to 5% correction somewhere down the road here. Money flow signals have turned negative, but money flows are very positive. So that suggests that markets can remain elevated here for just a bit. As we talked about a couple of days ago, if we go back and look at the last time this happened, the market did remain elevated for a good bit, even set new highs in the midst of this sell signal before it finally corrected back to the 50-day moving average. You could probably expect the same thing to happen here over the course of the next couple of weeks as we get through earnings season. If earnings begin to kind of disappoint and more importantly, if outlooks start to disappoint, uh, that could really start to weigh on prices because markets are priced for perfection right now. Uh, peak economic growth, peak earnings growth, that's what markets have already priced in at this juncture. The NASDAQ is a more interesting story at this juncture. We've had a very accelerated buying stampede here in the markets over the last several weeks. Uh, markets not only played catch up with the S&P, but are now outperforming that as money is now rotating back to the growth, the deflationary trade in the markets. Deviation here above the 50-day moving average is getting very extreme. And as we saw before, that has tended to lead to a bit bigger corrections in markets. A correction below the 50-day moving average would not be surprising. That would probably pull us back down here closer towards the 200-day moving average. Again, sell signal in process here on the money flow side, but money flows remain very positive. That's keeping the market elevated. Again, stepping back. Last time that happened was back over here. We had a very nice extension above the 50-day moving average. Eventually, that corrected. So again, it took some time to get there. And we're kind of in that same process once again, where we may get an extended sell period where markets remain a little bit weaker, have trouble setting new highs, but then eventually give it up and correct to uh, back towards the 50 day moving average, at least if not more. Swinging out to some of the other markets, international markets have improved here just a bit as of late, but still remain a very much an underperformer at this point. Emerging markets did hold the 200-day moving average, so that is positive. Still in a bit of a sell signal here, so again, a little bit too early to try to start adding emerging markets at this point. Again, the underperformance relative to the S&P or the domestic indexes really don't warrant a lot of exposure to emerging markets at this juncture, but we'll keep an eye on this uh, later to see if we start getting some rotation back into the international emerging market space. Speaking of international, kind of the same story here. We have seen a little bit of a pickup in international. Again, they haven't corrected as much as, as emerging markets have, but again, have also been vastly underperforming the major indexes as well. So again, remaining more domestically focused in your asset allocation has really been a bigger benefit than trying to have a more diversified allocation, including international markets. Same thing goes with small caps and mid caps. Again, this whole reflection 
inflation trade that we saw earlier this year and la at the end of last year has really kind of faded from the story. The deflation trade is definitely coming back here. Small caps really underperforming here over the last couple of months. Very weak here as of late as money continues to kind of cluster into those large cap tech names, that deflationary safety trade in terms of the equity risk side. And same thing actually goes for mid caps as well. Again, mid caps also underperforming. Again, the idea here is that professional managers, the big hedge funds and mutual fund managers are clustering into these very large cap names because they can generate stable earnings growth and they're easy to get in of and out of. So it's more of a risk management proposal for these portfolio managers saying, hey, look, I've got to be invested in equities to participate in the markets, but I need easy access so I can get out very quickly without really damaging my portfolio. And that's why you're getting this cluster is that they're becoming more concerned about the outlook for stocks and performance here over the next several months. So that's why you're seeing this, this kind of crowding into the long tech trade right now as it is a safety and liquidity move and still remaining invested in equity markets. I'm your host, Lance Roberts, for three minutes on markets and money. We'll see you next time.